Live from Tom Coughlin's weekly bingo night, it's from the Hawk's Nest. <laughs> that was an age joke. That was nice. That was yeah. ageism. Ageism. Ooh, boo, Nathan, boo. Yeah. Well, you know, if he didn't look like a ripe cherry tomato, maybe I wouldn't make fun of him. But it's our greatest you know, generation. I feel like he gives me no choice. We need to go back to the to the classy humor, like talking about how Jason Pierre-Paul only has three fifths of a ham. Well, or, well, I mean, they got you know the Giants got a new coach. They're just full of hope now. Maybe. Yeah, Probably they not. they got a wait. Who did they get? I was gonna say ben Philadelphia. McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, which I really have to try not to call him Bob McAdoo no every kidding. single time. How many players on that team get off on saying Coach McAdoo? Uh, how many of those players do you think know his name? I'm sure Eli knows. I'm sure Ryan. Half of it. I'm sure Ryan Nasib knows his name. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's the offensive coordinator, the backup quarterback. <laughs> you know, uh, it's Nasib. I think. Is it? Uh, Are you going to call me on to, it? He went to Syracuse. I have no idea. <laughs> I just know he him is. Syracuse. He's That's a big it. dude. It's literally all I know about him. <laughs> all right. Well, should we start off with the Giants? By the way, this is our uh, NFC East preview. The division that is just massively undercovered in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, it'd be nice if ESPN, the network that I used to watch, would just give the Cowboys maybe a little coverage. Maybe yeah. the Giants a little coverage. The Redskins or the Eagles. The who? The The Eagles. No, before that. Oh, the Redskins. I know you don't the like who? saying their name, but that's that's the team name. That's what I'm going to call the Washington it. Football Team. Is that who we're talking about? Hail to Speaking the Washington Redskins Football Team. All right, let's start with the Giants then. Uh, the Giants. They have um, some good players <laughs> and some bad players. I was just kind of hoping that. you'd end with Eli Manning. <laughs> you know, like they have some really good football players on this team, though. Like I don't want to like undersell the fact that they have Odell Beckham Jr., Dominique Rogers, Cromarty, whatever's left of Jason Pierre-Paul. They also drafted not Sterling Sharp, but what is that guy's name? They got Eli Apple. Eli Apple. Oh, yeah. uh, Sterling Shepard out of uh, yeah, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. Thank you. I knew it was Sterling. I was Sharp. so mad when they drafted him because I actually like him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah and he's, now he's on the he Giants. Seems like he's going to be a good bad. player. You know, here's the thing though: like when Rashad Jennings is your top running back, that's not good. That's not good. They drafted a running back, but it's one of those things. They don't have much of a rushing offense. And then they went out. They signed, what, Leon Hall, Janoris Jenkins to play corner, both of them from the Bengals and the Rams. And then they signed uh, Olivier Vernon By the way, and I, Damon I really Harrison. Like, I really like those players. They're really good players, but, like, talk about going out. You know, I liked when the Raiders signed some veteran free agents because they were putting it, like, around, like, a young core. This is just plugging holes. Well, and also, they signed four guys. They brought in th- three players that all play the same position. You know, it's like, you don't need Dominique Rogers, Carmarty, and Eli Ma- Apple, and Leon Hall when you already have Janoris Jenkins. You probably just need two of these guys. You know, just make it happen with a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, and they, I don't know if they have no faith in their pass rush, but <clears throat> maybe they're going to go super cornerback defense. They shouldn't have any faith in their pass rush. After I, they did I actually last year. like their pass rush. Vernon Olivier and Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, I know that they underperformed last year, but they have talent. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Vernon was a free agent signing, but it's just one of those things that this felt like throwing money at a problem, which sometimes Over is the way to go. Money. Yeah, it's, I don't know, the Giants have done this a couple of times. Like, their linebackers, they massively overpaid, and they're just getting done with those bad deals. And they're like, you know what we need? We need, we need to put some more bad deals on these books. Yeah, and they didn't throw any money I, at the running back situation. I have The thing problem for me with the Giants is I have no idea what we're going to get out of their linebackers or their offensive line. And that's just, like, two areas of the team where I don't want to have no idea what I'm getting out of them. 
Like yeah. if, if the linebacker, on the, if offensive line gels, Marshall Newhouse like comes in, plays good, and then they their linebackers overperform my ex, my meager expectations. Like this could be a good, a really good football team. But if the offensive line is a mess and their linebackers can't help in the run game, this team's gonna get just shredded the whole season. Yeah, I feel like this is a team that you could really like run up the gut on, and I and I feel like Eli Manning once again is gonna be running for his life. You know, he made a marginal decision ditching San Diego as much as we joke about it. Like, now it's not that great. I guess, it, you know, good I, I can't time. say it that well much because he won a couple of Super Bowls. So I guess I should just shut my mouth on that yeah. one. Yeah. I, like, I like Shane Vereen as a third down back, too. Like, yeah. I think this team has potential. I don't. They have pieces. I just don't think they have a roster. They really need, they really need, like, the offensive line and linebackers to just outperform expectations. If that happens, they have a good, a good shot. If it doesn't, then it's uh and they need well, a running back year much like Justin Forsett had last year like an out of nowhere wow where did this guy come from why is he so good yeah and season. i feel like they have a rookie who could give that to them i'm i'm blanking on his name uh who's the running back that they drafted nathan oh this year yeah. i just closed the depth chart so um cuz andre williams they gave up on the andre williams experience because RB1. he's um trent richardson junior point 2 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think the Giants are. Um, do you, would you like to hear my record for them? Yeah. Right oh, now? here, wait. Can oh. I give you a Giants stat from last year that may make you think differently about the Giants? Sure. If every game of last year was two minutes shorter, okay. If if every game would have just ended with two minutes to go in the game, the Giants would have gone twelve and four last year. So you're saying they all went, that cornerback adding? And, they went six and ten. That's crazy. They were very close. To being a really good football team last year, they swung what six games off of the last two minutes. They just blew a lot of uh, game end of games. That's their. I think you said it right pitch. there, though. They blew it. Yeah, it's their sales pitch to the free agents. I have this team on the on the eight and eight train. I think if they overperform, they will go nine and seven. This was the hardest team for me to predict. I think that anything between four and twelve and twelve and four is possible for this roster. They're that top heavy in talent, and I don't really know what to expect from McAdoo as a head coach. Uh, that being said, I just go ahead and said they would be bad. I put them at five and eleven. Uh, you know, I feel like this is an ultimate. Some of the parts is greater than the whole situation, and I hope for their sake the change it would cause in GM regime, which I think would help them. I hope they go 5-11. and 11. That's what I have them at. And I I wouldn't be surprised. Again, also, like, if Romo got injured, if the Redskins underperform, they could pick up some division wins and bump up to around 9-7 and seven and maybe still a playoff spot. And that wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if this team was really good. Don't forget, Odell Beckham Jr., Jason Pierre-Paul, I mean, even with one less hand, he could still you know, regain his form. So just don't be surprised if this team ends up being a lot better than Sack Club founding member. People we than we <laughs> expect. Alright, let's go Eagles, Kevin. Oh man. I like them Eagles. <laughs> I I don't like that. No? No. You're not a big Carson Wentz fan? You know, here's the thing. The Eagles were missing a lot of pieces last year and then they got rid of even more pieces. <laughs> that is my summary of the Eagles offseason. But They're they like, did it the right way this year. In this offseason. By not just cutting them based on skin color? Correct. Sure. Correct. That's the right way. Better? The right, I just said it was the right way. I mean, they signed a whole new secondary, except for Malcolm Jenkins. 
It's like Leotis McKelvin, Rodney McLeod, and Ron Brooks. That's all new secondary. And those um, are solid players. Yeah, I I actually don't mind the Eagles. Like their their roster construction's okay. It's a quarterback league, and you're going to come at me with uh, probably Sam Bradford in the first week, which is uh, a real letdown. And Wait. not much at running back to help out. Didn't That's they, what bothers me. Didn't they cut Sam Bradford last week? I don't. Think so. I don't believe so. I thought they get, they they cut him. I think fast. your heart just uh, cut them. No, no, it's it was. It's, you, you heard it here, from folks. The first uh, your season is over of the season. Philly Phillyvoice dot com. One article. Bet on it. Sam Bradford will have a career year this season. Oh, what wow. does that mean? He'll play sixteen games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be the last season of his career. So he is. A, so he's still an eagle. Yes. Yep. Okay, I, I read that somewhere they were... You know, Someone the, got cut when Ryan Fitzpatrick here's signed. Here's the thing about the Eagles, man. They don't have any Super Bowls, but they have five number one singles, six Grammy Awards, five American <laughs> Music Awards, and six number one albums. They're the best musical actors of the 70s, unless you're Jeffrey Lebowski. Then you don't like them very much. But uh, I hate the Eagles. Don Henley also band, passed last the year. The band so. and the football team. I hate them both. <laughs> yeah, and uh, do you think Carson Wentz is going to play at all this year? Yes. Really? Well, how soon? Week four, Week four or five, depending yeah. wow. on how quickly they turn bad. Remember, Carson Wentz was the smartest of the all the starting quarterbacks. So you got to get him in there. He's so smart. Yo. Is he football smart or just? A, a, I don't even know. Maybe he got like a forty on the wonder lick, like a, like our boy uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wait, but this way. Um, I believe that by week four, it will either be Wentz or Chase Daniels. Chase Daniel. Yeah, Chase, yeah. Da- Chase Daniel, I would be interested in seeing what he can do. So I I, and he's going to look Daniels. at that as a big audition, and I think that's good for him because, you know, he showed a few things. He showed some decent play in Kansas City last year, and he really had an awful situation he was thrust into as a rookie. Another thing, too, I do think the Ruben Randall pickup is a little underrated. Like, he's a good receiver, especially for guys that can't throw more than 15 yards downfield. Yeah. Like Sam Bradford. So I think like the Ruben Randall, Jordan Matthews, Nelson Aguilar thing is probably going to be pretty decent. Yeah, the Nelson Aguilar has some legal trouble, and we'll, it'll be interesting to see how that yeah, pans out. It's, for sure. I just don't see anything in this team that that screams big improvement over I last year. I think there's a like you know I said for the Giants like there's top end talent that makes me think like a lot of different possibilities could happen. I don't feel that way about the Eagles. I think this team is like right in the middle. I have them at eight and eight, and I think like there's not much range up or down. They're going to be six and ten to, to ten and six, like in that range. There's not a lot of wiggle room. It's a okay football team. Well, you have them at five hundred. Wow, you're really high on them. I have this. Team I wouldn't f- say that. I mean, they have they just have good. They have Connor Barwin. Um, I think that the, Jason Peters is a really good left tackle. Still, you do like Ryan Matthews at running back, right? Dude, it's not just Ryan Matthews. It's Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles. Yeah, which, yeah. Darren Sproles is a feature back when Ryan Matthews inevitably gets injured. Hurts. Yeah, that's not the best. But you know what? I'm I'm sticking with it. Eight and eight. I like them. Okay. Okay. I have the Eagles at five and eleven. Where you guys have high the on them? You're high on them. Ooh, <laughs> Kevin's going low on the Eagles. I have uh, I have the Eagles at a uh, a fighting two and twelve oh, or two and Kevin, a, two and fourteen. Low. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be Browns bad, dude. Come I on. think that they are I was hoping you one say two of the and 12 two, two or three. Yeah, two twelve and two. Um, they're one of probably the three worst teams in the NFL. I, I believe in them the way you believe in the Dolphins this year. I think you and I swap places on that one. I don't like the Dolphins. Yeah, and I think the <laughs> Eagles. Here's the thing: even with Connor Barwin, even assuming those defensive backs gel. For, uh, Connor Barwin, good football player. Connor Barwin's good, and uh, um, 
Parrish Cox? Is that the defensive yeah. end? Yeah. And he got paid, and he's good. But I don't know. I You have to score points, and I don't think that they have enough talent on offense to score points. All right. That's fair. I, um, I will say they play, like, a lot of uh, easy home games. I don't know where they put this. They... They do. They have a lot of opportunities to win. I think they'll blow them. Sorry. Um, uh, go back to Dolphins. I just want to reiterate. Tannehill, it's time to <laughs> shit or get off the pot, man. Like, like, he's not good. It's year six. Just like, about Nathan every Santo go. never passing up an opportunity to, no to ride Ryan Tannehill. That's my quarterback. Except for the opposite. Um, okay. Borrowed mule. Let's, uh, let's go, uh, let's Red go Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay, Cowboys. All right. The Cowboys have the best offensive line ever assembled in NFL history. That I cannot, is not true. What are you talking about? This offensive line is nuts. Their offensive line is really good, and it's the best it does, in the it league. Looks good. It that. looks good. It looks good. I just Doug Free, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, Lyle Collins, and Tyron Smith. The, the fact that they stole Lyle Collins like that is just... I just... So how many of them are going to play two ways this year since they have no defensive line whatsoever? Hey, all right. Here's my, here's my theory about their, <laughs> why they have constructed this defensive line, is that they all their defensive ends are converted defensive tackles. I think they're just trying not to get beat by the run. Yes. They're like they're like, "Hey, you know what? We're going to give up some passes. We're going to play aggressive on defense, get some interceptions, and Rod Marinelli is a really good, really good defensive coordinator. I think how shitty he was as a coach kind of underrates how good he is as a defensive coordinator. Oh, I he's think, one of the best defensive line coaches and defensive yeah, coordinators and in the NFL in the last 25 he years. He will get more out of this defensive line than I think most people expect. Absolutely. Most people are expecting them to get something in the neighborhood of zero sacks this year, which I can understand why people think that. But Rod Marinelli, he sucks the juice out of these guys. And if they have any athletic talent, and they made it to the NFL, so they have some, he will find a way to you know, get some pressure, stuff some runs, I think this team is underrated. The thing that is, Sean, can Sean Lee and Tony Romo stay healthy? That's the big question. And if they can't, then this team is in trouble. That's the defensive quarterback and the offensive quarterback, you know. And I don't want the yep. Dak Prescott show to start in week five or. And how seven. many? How many? Se- what's the record for most complete seasons in a row Sean Lee's played? Yeah, where he's played at least fifteen games. I don't think it's a the lot. answer is one. He's really? never gone more than one in a row. So he was hurt last year, though. Uh, so he, but he played most of the season last year. But he was out for the entirety of the previous season, um, and part of 2013, and part of 2012, and part of 2010, because he's always hurt. And he is like the backbone of that defense. Their defensive backs are okay. Their defensive line is terrible. Even with like they could be coached up to below average. I think another thing too. I think <laughs> Ezekiel brutal. Elliott was like maybe the best, most NFL-ready player in the entire draft. Uh, he's a super good blocker for a rookie running back, which is not like a thing that's usual. And he's not going to wear down because they have Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden to actually like yeah. Yo, were spell you him. surprised how quickly they signed Alfred Morris? Like, What did they see in him that they wanted to grab like him a, so A guy quickly? who can block and play like 10 snaps a game. But it's uh. it's less... It's less snaps that Zeke has to take. I think that's, that's the what thing. they see. Exactly. Ezekiel, it's a three-down back. And, but, but you don't um, want to wear him down because he's only played 10 games a year. Exactly. And so by having Alfred Morris, now they have a guy who can hold on to the ball, who can also play three downs. Eh, hold on to the ball. Eh. He can hold on to the ball better than Brent DMC. Yeah, yeah. And um, if they put him in behind that defensive line in the fourth quarter when you're trying to run out the clock or something, he can eat up those tough yardage plays that really beat down a running back. So I think that's a really good point, Nathan. 
this team is stacked on the offense, though. I mean, we've talked about their defense being bad in Sean Lee. I think if Sean Lee goes down, it's not nearly as bad if Romo goes down. If Romo goes down, I think that's the difference between this team being 12 and 4 and this team being 7 and 9. Romo's definitely the big one. Um, though well, I also and you can say that about any quarterback, but with the Cowboys, it's just yep. extrapolated. I mean, you can see last year he was probably worth about six or seven wins to this team. He's yep. very critical. MVP. You know, and I I like Tony Romo, so I, I, I want to say this is the year he proves all the haters wrong, but maybe Romo's only clean snap this season will be his collarbone. Who knows? Ooh. That was Loose ugly. You, you were going to say, Kevin? Yeah, it's just... The other thing that always bothers me about this team, I mean, Witten's getting old. Dez was injured last year. Then they have, what, Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley? Like, they are really not giving them a lot in the way of receivers to work with, and that bothers me a little bit. I don't know. You I know, really like Jason Witten still. I think I think Jason Witten's still really good. Still really going to be good. You think they could have put somebody a little better across from Dez? You know, spend like a third-round pick on it. I mean, they're not spending anything on defense. And have, well, you know, they, going eight deep on the have, offensive line isn't your best thing. They didn't have a second or third round draft pick this year, so I, I know that's they traded back and then got picks next year, so they, they I, they went straight from Zeke to Dak. Like that's their thing. I forgot all about that, and that seemed really odd to me because this is a win now team. Yeah, they're getting old. Like I don't know. I think next year they'll probably just load up on defensive picks. That's that, if I had to guess what, what their strategy. They, is. they better. <laughs> All right, Kevin, go first. You know, I'm caught because, like you said, Eric, if Romo goes down, they have a really good running back and a really good offensive line, and they could probably score enough to eke out like seven wins. But if Romo stays up, I could see him getting to about eleven, and so. I think that Romo's only going to miss a few games. He's going to have a year a lot like Carson Palmer did last year. And I have them at 10-6, and six, losing some of the games that he misses, which puts them on the edge for playoffs. Before the podcast started, we were talking about hedging our bets and, you know, is Romo going to play the whole year? And can we give two records? No, pick one. I'm going 11-5. and five. I think Romo... Honestly, I don't know if he stays healthy, but I'm just picking them to go 11 and 5 because if he stays healthy, this is going to be a very dangerous team in a very bad division with a decent schedule 11 and 5. Yeah, see, I'm all in on this team being healthy. Like if the, if Romo gets hurt, you know, all bets are off, but I'm just going to assume he plays the whole year, he plays good. Uh it's kind of his renaissance year where everyone all all goes, "Oh, this team's always that good," but people just weren't paying attention. And I really think they'll go 13-3. and three. And his collarbone will break in the playoffs. Yeah, and then he'll get oh. hurt. Yeah, or something bad will happen to him in the playoffs. But I mean, I think that their regular season is going to be a, a one to remember, like offensively. Their offense is is like among their the best. Their offense is stacked. And I just like love their offensive line so much. They're going to get it done in the trenches. I mean, it's sad because Dallas Cowboys fans, their favorite offseason move was probably when Kevin Durant went to their favorite basketball team. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, other than that, that's... that's um. Yeah, I like them a lot. I think they'll be good. Uh, if they are not good, Jason Garrett is getting fired. So it, this is it. This so is some it. other team's going to get a good coach. This is his last stand. I well, think, if Romo goes that. down in week three, Garrett's probably fired at week eight or nine. So that leaves right. us with just the Washington, Washington football franchise. Washington football team. Redskins. I don't. I don't know how I feel about them at all. It's like super. Is it because Do you they? Like that? 
Is it because Kirk Cousins was shocking the world and you were really high on him, and then in the playoffs really they didn't show up? I just think he's like the fifteenth best quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, but you were you were like we had a really high debate for... over whether he's... Andy Dalton is fourteen and Cousins fifteen or Cousins is fourteen. I just and I know is Nathan 15. is like really high, even though he'll say like I think he's middle of the road, but he's like still talks him up like he's a really good middle of the road quarterback. He's really accurate. Like yeah. that's what you want from a quarterback in today's NFL. You, you know, want him to let throw me ask you about passes. that because he was accurate last year, sixty nine point eight percent. But the year before that, it was sixty one point eight percent. What's the sample And the year before that, that, it was fifty two point three percent. And in college, he wasn't that exceptionally accurate. But, but you're like using like what? Did he play like four games? Yeah, he didn't play a ton of games the previous years. But we have the sample size that we have. His career we don't is know if last year. That's really good. That's because most of his attempts were last year. Yeah. Like, was it the system? Is it? Well, he's not. It's not like the system is changing. Let's, is take, it a look, let's take a look at Nick Foles. How did that go? He had a really good year. But, sure. but Nick Foles didn't Nick Foles like change change teams, change coaches? To... Mm, not between his good year and the first year with the. Well, yeah, he changed coaches. It was from the last Andy Reid year to the first. Right. Or no, no. Uh, Chip, when Chip Kelly made the playoffs, that was the year that he blew up. And the following year, um, he had a really rough season. And then after that season was when they dumped him. But like, you're comparing apples to oranges, kind of because Nick Foles' really good run was still less accurate than, like, significantly less accurate. What was it? Than, it was sixty four. Okay, was, that's significant. I agree. Yeah. Like, so I'm not a hundred. Like. I'm just know. saying, like, Cousins is not proven at this point. That's what I'm trying to say. No, I'm not saying he's proven. I'm just saying he's he's fine. He's probably okay. Jordan Reed's, like, the best one of the best three tight ends in football. Oh, yeah, and Pierre Garçon, they got, plus they, got they drafted Davis. Jock, uh, Doxon. They got Vernon Davis, too. Doxon's on the pup list. Yeah, uh, but still, he'll be coming back, and they have Garçon and uh, Deshaun Jackson until then. Josh Norman's a good signing, too. Yeah. Uh, Did you hear Ric Flair called out Josh Norman? Dude, he's gonna. Po- what about when he points that baseball bat at Odell Beckham? Odell Beckham's gonna be like, he threatened me. Yeah, but I don't know. I, Ric Flair might have gotten in Josh Norman's head. Everyone underestimates the fact that uh, Beckham was in Norman's head too. I mean, uh, as much as everyone came down on Beckham for that, that did not reflect well on Norman either. I like their secondary though. D'Angelo Hall's swinging over to free safety, probably playing nickel back with Will Butt. With Will Blackman on that's the field. That's a good. That's a good oh, yeah. move for Paul. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's doing it a little early in his career too. Like he's not. He's not he a young man. Deceptively but old. Yes, that's the thing though. He's. I feel like he is. He is going there at the perfect time. Yeah. Yep. He's yeah, a, like Charles Woodson. It's a good yeah. transition for him, and then he'll he'll probably play in the in the slot on third downs, and Will Blackman will come in the game. I actually think their defense is decent. Yes. Um, but losing losing their best pass rusher is not a great. Not a great look, I guess. I don't know how else to say this. Hainsworth. Um, I know. <laughs> Albert Hainsworth, you got it. You know, here's the other thing, though. Here's their running back position last year. So they had Alfred Morris and then Matt Jones was their number two. Um, if we turn them into one running back, that single running back had 346 rushes for 1,241 yards and four touchdowns, 3.58 yards per carry. Got to say that. They four touchdowns, any running backs, dude. They're just like... And they just they they lost Alfred Morris and we're just like we're sticking. We're yeah. have Matt Jones we have and Matt Chris Jones Thompson. and Chris Thompson exactly. <laughs> it's like that's not a good look. Yeah, that's uh, they they pulled an Eagles. Except I like the Eagles running backs a little better. There almost has to be an, a free agent running back who's better than those two guys. Like, 
I just, just find, a vision I find it hard did to they pick that, up like, the Colts front office they're the, like we're just getting more running back it doesn't corpse matter of Ladanian Tomlinson has to be better than this man the Cowboys <laughs> have enough running backs to help all the other teams in the division they I mean, could the just give them Alfred Morris back the Giants the Eagles yeah <laughs> the Redskins they're all so bad um, alright so I mean like I think Jeff Fisher sucks but this is my favorite Redskins story from the last couple of years and that's the Rams sent out six captains for the opening coin toss against the Redskins on December 7th, 2014. <laughs> so the six captains were Alec Ogletree, Janoris Jenkins, Zach Stacy, Michael Brocker, Stedman Bailey, and Greg Robinson. Um, those six players were the players that uh, they got in the RG3 trade. And then the best part of the story is that the Rams still won the game 24-0. to So they went out there and, and beat them up. Um, thing is, none of those players are really that good. So no. it's not like they won the trade. They kind of just, like, both lost. But yeah, they just did. Oh, no, they clearly won the trade. They got any value, and the Redskins got no value. And if they get rid of Jeff Fisher, they can actually reach the Redskins got to the playoffs one year from that. That's one one more year than Jeff Fisher will get you past 8-8. That's right. All right, so uh, what do we think about the Redskins, boys, before we wrap this up? So I think they have a really good passing game. They have a solid offensive line. They have a defense that I like, and their schedule is not too bad. I have them winning the division at 11-5. and five. Ooh. You know, I think that they have enough talent to make that happen. I have them at 7-9. and nine. I think they are going to show up like they did in the playoffs. I think they have some pieces. A lot like what you said about the Giants. They have some pieces, but I don't know if they have a team. I'm not high on Kirk Cousins. I do not like that 7-9 and nine. out of the playoffs. I have seven and nine also. I I like them okay, but I just think they're not going to be able to run the ball at all, which will really screw up their offense. And they uh, couldn't run it last year; and they made the playoffs. Yeah, I just yeah, but Kirk Cousins was it's just another insane. year. Of ta- it's another year of tape we that we over. have to look at too for you know other for other teams to look at. And I'm, don't underestimate the Gruden factor. <laughs> the the one that looks like a thumb. <laughs> Jay Gruden looks like a thumb. All right, so everyone's got their uh, their picks here. It looks like we yeah. all have one playoff team out of this division. Yeah, and we're kind of all over the place so, on where we think it's going. I think that's pretty accurate, though. This is a crazy division. Yeah, I think I really do. I want to put bold predictions out there. I think that Dallas will have a historically good offense this year. Like, like remember when uh, Hoodie and Tom Brady went on like just a burn? As long as Brady, as long as Romo doesn't get hurt, I think that's where we're heading with this with this uh, Dallas offense. That's a big if. Just a just a team that never never gets off the field, so their defense is always just super rested, so it doesn't matter that they have. Oh, that's wishful talent. thinking. What's your bold prediction, Kevin? Uh, my bold Besides prediction the, is that the Redskins, the Redskins will make the playoffs eleven and five. If yeah, that's if, pretty bold. If we're going bold prediction, I'm saying that the Cowboys will picking any team in this division to falter. Games is, the Cowboys will falter because of a Romo injury, and the Giants win the division at nine and seven. That's my bold prediction. I could see... All right, fine. Um, my prediction is also that... I... Man, if I are you gonna, are you gonna bump the Eagles up to four wins? Well, no. If I wasn't <laughs> if I wasn't so down on the Eagles, here's the thing. I think there could play out a scenario where Tony Romo gets injured, and all of the teams in this division, just like a couple years ago, end up year, yeah. somewhere between nine and seven and six and ten. And it's, I think that wouldn't be surprising at all. That is what this division seems to do. It's, yeah, it's a, just mediocrity. Yeah, it's just Crabtree. <laughs> Crabtree. 
We talked about last week how he's a fine receiver now. Now that he's moved out of, moved to the other side of the bay. I'm sorry. It's like uh, it's it's like the Mendoza line in baseball. Yeah. Once you've been uh, once you've been sombreroed with that, you're done. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Sherman. All right. Well, I think that's it for the NFC East. Yeah. So uh, hit us up on SoundCloud, which hopefully you have. That's why you are listening to this. Um, check us out on Facebook. Look for likes as always, and uh, we need more interaction on Twitter. You know, you guys post, we talk post back, us. and you don't you don't talk to us. We get in the love. Give us some love. It makes Kevin sad. He goes home and he cries, and then you don't want to see a grown man cry, especially if they have red hair. This is radio. You don't want to hear a grown man cry. There's nothing sadder than a sad Kevin. I agree. All right. Well, Asta. Yeah, next week we'll be looking at the uh, NFC <laughs> North. That is like some bad radio right there. That, that like... Uh, Seven seconds where I went, yep, uh-huh. That's a, <laughs> that's a bad stuff. All right, next week, what, what division are we doing, Kevin? We're doing that uh, NFC North action. NFC North, Vikings, Packers, Bears. Lions. Lions. I knew you, I knew you could remember the Lions. Uh, we are going to talk about these four, actually three football teams and one uh, Canadian League football league team. I'll, I'll let you guys guess which one I think is the really bad one. Packers. <laughs> 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 All right, see you later.